You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Vore. I'm one of your hosts, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. Hey, Holly. Hey, Robert. Today, we are going to talk through five ideas for working as someone with adult ADHD. But before we get into that, Holly, how are you this week? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing all right. We had a few little changes in our house this week. Uh, well, one, we celebrated our anniversary, our 10-year anniversary mm-hmm. last week. So that was fun. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. And then Oliver, our our son, went back to in-person preschool this week. And so yeah. that's been a fun little transition too. So yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're doing all right. What about y'all? How are you doing? We are good. It's been a, a kind of fun week. I mean, I've, I've done a couple mm. trainings. I know last Friday I had a training all day that was really fun. Uh, I mean, fun as in terms of a training, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting. A lot of the things that we're going to talk about today actually came into play because obviously it was a, a fully virtual training. And so I yeah. you know, had to figure out how do I make staring at a screen from like 9.30 yeah. to 3.30 work for me. Yeah. Um, but really enjoyed it uh, and some stuff like that. So it's been it's been a, a good week. It's back to being mm-hmm. cold. So, you know. Cool. Oh. <laughs> um, I know last, oh, like literally last week it was like in the 70s and then now it's like in the 40s again. So cool, whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a good week, I think. So, That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So do y'all get super thrown off with daylight savings time or anything? Has that transition <laughs> been okay, um, like with gray and – Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think obviously being a pa- – I saw a lot of tweets about this, right? Like mm-hmm. being a parent kind of makes mm-hmm. you uh, hate those time changes much yeah. more than you did before, uh, yeah. even if you already didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. I think last time that whenever it shifted last time, we talked about mm-hmm. this because I made a joke about uh, Benjamin Franklin having to watch The Incredibles with Gray at four in the morning or oh. something like that. <laughs> I, don't, I remember putting it as the cold open, mm-hmm. but um, it actually wasn't that bad. I mean, I, he woke mm-hmm. up, I think, around kind of the same normal time that he – or he woke good. up, you know, at like right, eight-ish right. instead of seven-ish or whatever, but yeah. that's fine. That's within the – um, yeah. So I think he adjusted pretty well. So I remember last time when it shifted the other way, it was like it was a, a kind of a, a bigger deal because then he was waking up at five or something. You yeah. Know? So it seemed yeah. like it, it went a little smoother this time. Um, That's but good. it is it is nice to have the more light in the evenings. Yes. Um, that's yes. Been, that's been really nice to go on walks after dinner yeah. or things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, such a weird concept yeah. that we just all agreed to I at know. one point. And even I know. though everybody hates it across the board. It's one of those things like literally nobody likes this, but yeah. we're just going to keep it rolling, I guess. I know. No, I know. It's, yeah. it's so strange. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What is one weird or, or kind of outside of the norm thing that has taken some of your focus up in the past week? Aside from obviously the things you just mentioned, but any any things that are like kind of fun or weird or interesting? Yeah, I could say um, – so Corey and I last week uh, was the kids' spring break, and so I tried to step away a little bit from work uh, mm. last week and try to focus on some projects around the house that we you know had started but not finished or mm-hmm. we've been wanting to do for a while and just for various reasons like haven't you know had a, a chance to. And so – 
So we had st- we ended up picking up painting our kitchen cabinets again, which is for anybody who's done this project, like it is a nightmare. It is such <laughs> a nightmare to have to do. And for those listeners who are like, no, it's my favorite thing to do, like good for you. Like I am celebrating with you, but this is a very hard project with for us with two little ones, but also fun. I mean, we've had some fun with it too, but all that to say, we did not finish painting all of our cabinets during the time that we thought that we would. And so Mm -hmm. we still have some cabinets hanging off of, you know, or like laying on the ground around in the kitchen. And oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, it is very distracting having like the half finished project laying around um, at this point right now. Yeah. You know, as we're trying to get back into like work and school and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) There's just been a lot of like interesting kind of moving bits of things. So like uh, obviously that training, but then I'm also doing another training that isn't it's it's asynchronous, right? So I can just watch mm-hmm. it whenever mm-hmm. I want. And so mm-hmm. sometimes when I like need to be doing other things, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, but I could make progress in this long, you know, twelve hour training video or whatever, yeah. um, which is like fine because it's interesting. It actually is about adult ADHD, so mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's interesting uh, and it is kind of productive, but not immediately what I need to be doing productive mm-hmm. or things normal like, like, like you normally some... think about productive yeah right yeah. right yeah um so I have some like things like that where I'm in the in the midst of prepping for this like seminar type thing that I'm doing I'm recording the video for it on Tuesday so the day after this comes out mm-hmm. um so that's like I kind of need to be putting stuff into that mm-hmm. but then also there's some other stuff that maybe I need to be doing before that um mm-hmm. so you know things that seem more interesting in the moment but yeah. aren't which I think is a yes. feature of of adult ADHD here that we're, we're probably yes, talking about. Some. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, man. so uh, so you know th- something like that where it's like this is a a good thing, so to speak. Like it's not yeah. like I scroll through Twitter for six hours or whatever, which mm-hmm. also happens, um, mm-hmm. but is not like the thing that that right now I do need to be yeah be doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I hear you. I hear you, friend. Keeping up with you know, the what is the thing that I need to be doing right now can be really hard and, you know, especially in light of what we're going to be talking about today. So, yeah. 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 So why don't you tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about kind of where we're going with today's conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So last week, I think last week or a week or two ago, whenever it was, I wrote an article, which to be fair, was also something that like kind of seemed interesting to do in the moment, but was not Mm -hmm. one of the things that I potentially (laughs) need to be doing. Um, But I wrote this article called Five Ideas for Working as Someone with Adult ADHD, right? And Mm -hmm. it was uh, essentially me kind of processing through uh, things that I try to do that make kind of the day-to-day more helpful for me in terms of how do I, how do I kind of increase my focus or uh, things like that. And so we thought we would just kind of talk through that mm-hmm. uh, from kind of our lived experience. And again, it's, mm-hmm. it's five ideas for working right. So as always, this is descriptive, not prescriptive. So if you right. take some of these ideas that seem helpful and say, sure, I'll try that or not, you know, um, mm-hmm. all that kind of our standard disclaimer there that we're not saying these will work for you. Yes. But yes. that we'd talk through some of them. And I'm interested, obviously, to to get your thoughts on them as well, because mm-hmm. I know you've read it, but it's not like mm-hmm. you and I had a whole conversation about it. So I'm, I'm curious. This is why we're having the conversation. Thoughts. Yeah. 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 We just happen to be recording it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Y'all so. get to hear it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we can just kind of go through the the five there, unless sure you. No, that sounds good. I mean, I will say I loved when it came out. Um, when you had sent it over to me, it was it was really helpful to read through, and you know, it certainly normalized, and there were there were things through this. I was like, yep, that's been very helpful for me as well. And yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're going to, we're going to get to dive into them. So yeah. Nice. Well, we'll just kind of go, uh, you know, bullet point by bullet point and kind of chat about it. But so the first one that I wrote about was introducing variety in locations. Uh, And this is one that since the pandemic has potentially been harder, right, depending on, you know, if you say, okay, I used to go work in a coffee shop, or I would go to, you know, an office, and now I don't. So for example, for me, right, I've been working from home, uh, essentially for a full year now. And that means that like I never leave this whole this whole space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, in particular, you know what I what I wrote about is sometimes okay, should I go? Uh, you know, maybe if I if I feel stuck in some sense, kind of mentally or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kind of in this like corollary kind of way, like okay, can I move my body and get unstuck in a mm-hmm. way that also like jogs my my brain? And so sometimes I'll work from here in this room where where I am mm-hmm. when we're recording this, which is like kind of our little office room, which if I'm seeing clients, I, I do always in here for confidentiality reasons. But if I'm doing some other stuff, maybe I go sit at the our kitchen table and there's like more windows out there and it feels yeah. a little different. And sometimes I'll go work in the living room depending on, and we'll get to that in a, a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of if that works or not, but just kind of mixing it up and saying, okay, can I move around, get some different scenery around me, things like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, do you, is that something you do as well? Because I know you have a kind of a dedicated office space uh, there in your house as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, I do think changing scenery is helpful and being able to mix it up a little bit. But yes, I do have an office space in our house. I have my office at, you know, at Baylor, for, you know, that I just haven't been at through the last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I will bring my computer outside and sit on the hammock and work out there a little bit when I need that change of scenery. But I think there's a, for me, there's a balance because on the one hand, like, yes, that change of scenery can be helpful. Um, but on the other hand, I find that like, when I find that comfortable spot for the task that I'm working on. So like I kind of have a dedicated spot for my writing or a dedicated spot where I like prep classes or a dedicated spot for some of like just meeting and miscellaneous type email, things like that. Like sometimes having that sense of like comfort and familiarity with certain spots almost reduces that tendency to like be distracted by other things because it's like, okay, this yeah. is my little my little comfort zone for this task that I'm working on so that yeah. I can stay focused on this. I mean, going to a coffee shop was a great thing for me when I would, you know, pre-COVID. And but even with that, I would like, I kind of had like my familiar, comfortable chair that I would go yeah. sit in because they're like I would be looking at a wall rather than all the people all around me all the time. So it's like there's some yeah. stimulation with folks around, but it's not like I'm wa- I'm people watching when I really need right. to be writing. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what I love about what you just said, right, is uh, this idea that there's different 
different locations potentially for different types of tasks, right? Yes. And so I think that that works perfectly. And uh, one thing I even talked about in in the article there was, mm-hmm. so we just have spent some time and energy and money in terms of like making this a, a really functional kind of office space. And so mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of feel the pressure of like, okay, well, I need to make sure that I'm whenever I'm working, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in here because we just put all this energy in, right? Mm-hmm. But also, uh, which is better to say, okay, I'm going to try and do everything in here no matter what and get frustrated if yeah. sitting here for six hours doesn't work super well. Right. Or to say, okay, some things I'll do in here, some things I'll do out there, some things, you know, wherever works better mm-hmm. for whichever task. And so mm-hmm. not feeling some of that pressure. But I think you're right. You know, one of the things that we kind of know about like the brain is like it, it builds patterns and things. This is why people mm-hmm. say make your bed just for sleeping, right? Because if you do other, you know, if you're like looking at your phone or watching movies, then when you go in right. there, your brain expects those things. So having yeah. maybe a dedicated space of like, this is where I focus on writing. Then yeah. when you get there, maybe your brain shifts into that mode a little bit. So yes. I, do, I yeah. love that idea too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's been super helpful because yeah, that shift and that cognitive burden of trying to go from thinking about, okay, okay, what do I need to be doing in this moment? And, you know, sometimes that just increases frustration when it's like, oh, I just need to be doing this thing. But it's like, I haven't built, like you said, those rhythms and rituals to be like, no, but but this is the space where I sit down and do my creative writing. And this is the mm. space where I go and do data analysis. And and I recognize, and too, like I'm not saying you need a whole different room for each of these activities right, either. Right. So like, hear me when I say that, you know, I'll just move to a different part of my desk even to work on these different things. It's not like- Yeah, face a different wall or- Yes, exactly. It's not like I'm, you know, I have a room for every activity. We're not, you know, <laughs> yeah. Here in my mansion, uh, we have yeah. uh, the writing wing and the, <laughs> That's the data, right. data analysis wing. That's yeah. right. And the course prep wing and the, yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I like the variety in locations. And one thing I would even say even within that is like you can see I'm like spinning on my chair a little bit. Like I need some of that change too for, yes, look at you too. So, yeah. you know, having a, a chair that moves a little bit so that I'm not completely stationary and I can get some of that energy out is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. Okay. Tell me what's the next one? Yeah. So number two is paying attention to my body and energy. And this, I know we talk a lot on the show about paying attention yeah. to our body, but this one in particular has to do again with this. Uh, so this whole, the whole premise behind this article and a lot of stuff that I, that I tend to talk about around this type of thing is how do I work with myself and what's working instead of like, okay, this is what working looks like and therefore I need to do it like that, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. like with my adolescent clients, we talk all the time about, you know, okay, what works best for doing homework? Is there different times, different places, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so for this one, right, uh, I mentioned when we were talking about the last one that like working in the living room is a little bit sketchier. And for me, Mm -hmm. I've found that, so like uh, Brooke can sit on the couch with like, the laptop on her her lap and like mm-hmm. work for hours straight and mm. i cannot i don't know if it's mm. the 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 posture aspect of like that i'm kind of mm-hmm. bent over or mm-hmm. that i'm in like just a comfy couch that makes me want to kind of lie mm-hmm. down or something right mm-hmm. but something about it doesn't seem to work super well for me and so i can do some stuff there but yeah. it's helpful for me to recognize okay sitting up at a Uh, either like this desk or the kitchen table, right? Like something Mm -hmm. about that tends to help my energy and focus levels a little bit, Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that. And then I I even talk about like throughout the day, how my energy flows, how my focus flows, right? So uh, the the afternoons, and I think I probably am not alone in this, but like 
afternoons, one, two o'clock ish, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like get that post lunch fog or mm-hmm. kind of run out of steam from my my morning caffeine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes in the afternoons, I find a way to work standing up. Yeah, uh, and obviously then I can like move around a little bit more. But also just the the sheer act of like standing up seems yeah. to help it. So I'm, my body isn't like falling asleep, right? Yeah, uh, and. I don't mean you have to go out and like buy a, like a, a movable desk that goes up and down. A very desk, like hundreds yeah. Of dollars, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in y'all can we'll link to it. There's a picture that I put in here that's literally so we have this box mm-hmm. that a couple Christmases ago I got a clothes <laughs> steamer <laughs> from someone that doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's the only reason I'm I'm, I'm going to mention it like uh-huh. this. But we, we've never opened it, right? <laughs> And but it's like the right height that I can put it on this desk, and then mm-hmm. it like puts my computer at typing height for if I'm standing. And yeah. so literally, that's it. Just it's sitting on the floor over here, which uh-huh. doesn't look great most of the time. But it, in the afternoons, I just plop that up, I put my computer on that, and then it gets to that height, go. right? So yeah. I'm not saying you have to go buy like specific custom made stuff for, all, but just finding a way to make it work because that yeah. makes it so that I can type on it standing up. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's I don't, awesome. Do you, are you good at working in like comfy, like in bed? Like I definitely would not be able to. There's sometimes that like in the evening, sometimes I can do some editing there. But if I'm like writing or something, uh, sitting in bed and typing, like I'm out. No, I mean, I I think there were there have been times. I think this kind of goes back to the idea too that like find what works for you in this season and for right now because I do right, know yeah. that there were times like through grad school and you know the apartment that we used to live in it was so teeny tiny that like we really didn't have a lot of other options except to work on the couch right. or right, to yeah. work you know like at the kitchen table or or whatever like our tiny kitchen table. Mm-hmm. So like you just have to find what works for you during this season, but no, for sure, like paying attention to my body and my energy, being able to move or find something that works. I know for me, like I definitely have to chunk my tasks based on the time of day. So the morning is when I write because that's when my most clear. That's when also the the kids aren't up yet. And Mm -hmm. I can focus a lot more just on the writing without those those other things pulling at my attention, emails not yeah. going, social media, nothing's happening. So it's good. That's that's when I do that. And then in the afternoon, like you mentioned, that slump is when, you know, that's when I that's when I tackle email, and that's when I, you know, am pr- getting ready for if I'm going to be teaching a class like that last minute, like prepping or yeah, you know, getting ready for committee meetings or things like that. But then as far as like spaces, like yeah, I can't. I definitely. You know, when I used to teach clients about sleep skills, that, I mean, that really drilled into me, like, you know, your bed is, you do not work in your bed space or in your bedroom, period. Um, If you can. Ideally. I mean, if if you're listening, we're not like shaming you if that's the space that you have, you know. But it will improve your sleep if you are able to find another space outside of your bedroom to work. But yeah, so I don't, I don't do that. And then with the couch in the living room. I've, I've really tried to get away from that. Yeah. You know, but I do, like I mentioned, like going out on my hammock and getting some work done sometimes in the afternoon, like, you know, yes, the hammock is a great space for me to just, you know, lay down and read a book. But sometimes I need to go out there just to like, I feel like that just gives my battery that recharge for getting that vitamin D and getting outside. And so Mm -hmm. that's work too, but Yeah. yeah. And I'll stand in the afternoon too. Yeah. I'll like, do my typing and from standing. 
in the yeah. afternoon. Not yeah. with a cool box like you have, though. I Not really like. A, I think that's like perfect. Yes. Box. <laughs> I've literally looked at like on Amazon. This is one of those things that mm-hmm. I think, oh, okay, this might be helpful. And then I like waste two hours on Amazon looking at standing desks, right? Yeah. But I've, I've like looked for, you know, maybe like a little foldable thing that we could just plop on top of this. And yeah. I always come away with like, well, this, this works. Seem, yeah, I've got this box, you know. It's, it works. It's fine. Yeah. So, it's yeah. right. That's right. And, you know, it maybe one day, but for right now, it's good. You've got something that works. And it's the right height, too. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. And if I ever need to steam some clothes, I'll bust it out. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. What's the, tell me what the next one is. Yeah. So uh, number three is introduce variety in tasks. And mm-hmm. the idea of this being that, like, for me, working on the mm-hmm. same thing for all day long is almost mm-hmm. never going to work. And I'm going to end up mm-hmm. at some point realizing, oh, I worked for a little bit and then I got off task and now I'm like frustrated by that, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, this idea of like, can I mix it up and both in terms of things that I'm working on. So, okay, maybe I'll do a little bit of editing and then a little bit of writing or a little bit of prepping for like the stuff mm-hmm. that I was talking about but also in terms of like the type of tasks. So Mm -hmm. for me, something that's a little more vague, like writing or doing some Mm -hmm. progress notes or something like that, Mm -hmm. it's helpful sometimes to say, okay, I'm going to do that for for 25 minutes or whatever, and then I'm going to go fold the laundry, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's something that then I'm like, I'm doing with my hands. I'm in a different space. There's like some movement involved and I can just like see the tangible progress. Whereas Mm -hmm. some some of the other things, you know, like if I'm writing, I'm like, I don't know, I'm just putting words into this (laughs) abyss here. Yep. But I can like see a, a measurable progress where I'm like, okay, cool. And now I'm done. And then maybe I'll go back and try and do it again. But so just mixing up different types of tasks and things like that tends to be helpful because I know it's easy. You know, I've, I've had to kind of shift my mindset, particularly around editing the, this show is a, a good oh, example, yeah. right? Because sometimes I'll sit down and go, I don't think I can edit this whole thing right now. So like mm-hmm. maybe I just won't, right? And I've had to shift to like, I don't have to edit the whole hour right in Mm -hmm. a row like I can edit 10 minutes and then save it and then come back right yep but kind of shifting that mindset instead of like okay let me just knock this this whole thing out and Mm -hmm. if I get bored of it halfway through then like I just really force myself you know but like yeah that's okay I'll go do some dishes first or whatever yeah yeah no that's really good that's good um I feel like that echoes a lot I mean with me too where I have to you know I, I t- kind of talked about this before where I would chunk my tasks for different times of the day that like inherently introduces that there's going to be different tasks done throughout the day yeah and so I think that's helpful but it also loops back to like the other point of paying attention to my body and my energy and like I've had to do some mm. work even around that to give myself permission to say okay where am I with my to-dos right now? Where am I with my different tasks? Like if I have a little extra margin and my body is like, you need to move, then then I'll give myself that permission to be able yeah. to like, you know, go for a walk or go hop on the stationary bike or something like that. Just to yeah. like, to introduce those different, those differing tasks, but also to honor what my body needs in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And in those potentially one that like, okay, this is going to, use a little bit more physical energy, but it gives yes. my mind kind of a break, right? Like it's a different, yes. even, you know, folding laundry or whatever. I'm not trying yeah. to then like think through what I'm writing, you know? So right. that, yeah. There's a little bit of a mindlessness with, with some of those, which is nice. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really helpful. But then like, to be honest, there are days though too, where I am in that like full 
I'm just totally in that zone of like, I am just going to write all day or I'm just going to analyze data all day and allowing a little bit of that flexibility and permission to say, you know, some days this is what I'm going to need. And then other days, this is what I'm going to need. And to yeah, recognize the, the gift and the privilege to be able to have that flexibility in light of the work that I do. Like I do yeah. honor that and recognize that. So, but it's, that's just kind of how I've had to cope, I think with it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, what's number four? So number four, this is uh, an idea that and some language that I got from an episode of the Accidental Creative Podcast. Mm. I don't know if you've ever listened to that, but uh, mm -hmm. he had L. David Marquette, Quet, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I should go back and listen to it. But he had a guest on the show that was talking about leadership and leading teams. And he mm. talked about this idea of red time and blue time where – and he was talking in the context of like leading a team, right? So in our yeah. staff meeting or whatever, uh, we would say, okay, there's red time, which is like we're trying to accomplish tasks. And so mm -hmm. there's not a lot of kind of uh, feedback or discussion or like what if we did it like this? Like there's not kind of that exploration side of things. Yeah. And then blue time where that was kind of the goal, right? Okay, we're kind of yeah. brainstorming. What could this look like? Stuff like that. But using those two different kind of uh, that, that language so that your teammates, if you're mm -hmm. leading a team or whatever, mm -hmm. don't kind of get frustrated with like, okay, some I don't know when I'm supposed to give feedback or not, right? Or you as yeah. a, a leader don't say, okay, we're trying to get stuff done. Like this is – we don't need to have a whole conversation. We just need to do some tasks. Mm -hmm. So obviously I adapted that kind of language for me, right? So – and this mm -hmm. I think harkens back a little bit as I was jotting out the notes for this episode. I was thinking about – our conversation with Allison Fallon in terms mm -hmm. of writing and editing being two separate yeah. times. Right? Yes, but yes, this idea for of like sure. there are there are times where I'm trying to do tasks, and there are times where I'm trying to do something like uh, mm -hmm. writing. Or so here's a great example, right? Prepping mm -hmm. for this seminar thing on Tuesday, I need to make the slides for it. I also need to like, okay, look, I, I want to make this point. Let me find some sources for that, and then I'll go exploring, right? Or mm -hmm. in the the article I talk about for this show when I'm like, I need to respond to a bunch of emails to get people scheduled, mm -hmm. but I'll go to get someone's email address and I'm like, oh, they talk about this thing too. Interesting. Let me look at that book. Oh, maybe yeah. we could have a conversation about that. Is there another person? And I, I kind of go into like the exploration, like yes. brainstorming different mm -hmm. guests. But if at that point I say, okay, wait, this is red time. There will be blue time later. So it's not mm -hmm. like I'm saying don't ever do that. But at this point, can I really try and say, okay, my goal here is Mm -hmm. schedule them, like knock out these tasks, send thank you notes, yeah. uh, edit, yeah. like make the show yeah. notes, right? Like if yeah. I can kind of separate those things yeah. so that I know there is time for that later and that mm -hmm. time I can totally like without feeling bad about it, do that whole thing, yeah. then maybe that's that's helpful in terms of, you know, sometimes it's red time trying to get mm -hmm. stuff done. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. blue time and I can go exploring mm -hmm. and brainstorm and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. So is there, can I ask, like, is there a time of day just out of curiosity that you end up seeing there's more red time at certain times of the day versus blue time or yeah, is it just kind of, yeah, or certain yeah, days? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's interesting, I think, I think it changes sometimes, obviously, depending on what we we're talking about in terms of like mm -hmm. some days I have dip more energy, or, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. What's interesting, you were talking about, okay, in the morning I do my writing mm -hmm. because email's not there and stuff like that, right? And what's interesting, I know uh, there's, you know, people have done some research and I'll see if I can find some stuff, but I've, I've heard it said, I don't have a, you know, that mm -hmm. in the morning time, you tend to have more kind of creative yes. type of things. Yes. So, you know, most people say, okay, right in the morning I get up and I like knock out my emails and then I move on. 
when in mm. reality, maybe it would be more helpful to switch those, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And so it, it is interesting, the idea that if I put blue time first, I think can feel bad because we wake up and we're like, I, I want to be productive. I want to knock some things mm-hmm. out because then I like mm-hmm. have this energy to my day. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes we can feel like I have to be productive before I can do mm-hmm. whatever these other things are. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think maybe potentially this idea is helpful because if I say, okay, I know at mm-hmm. 11 o'clock I'm going to switch to red time. So I know that time is there. It's not like mm-hmm. I'll get lost in blue time forever. Then right, maybe right. It, it feels a little there's a little more like pressure off. We say, okay, I'm allowed to do my writing right in the morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, there, I do something similar where in kind of the lower energy, like slump times, like mm-hmm. right after lunch or whatever, maybe I'll try and do some red time because it requires less mental energy of like mm-hmm. thinking and writing and thinking through mm-hmm. ideas or whatever. And maybe it's like, mm-hmm. just respond to these email, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's not one that I have like a, a hard and fast on Mm-hmm. That's actually a, a really interesting idea. I should. I'm gonna think more about that. <laughs> Aww, that's good. That's good. Well, yeah. I I asked because I mean, some of what you were saying. There's a couple of things that I was thinking of as you were talking about this. I mean, I know for me, like I kind of have my my even my weeks structured. Like you know, taking it out of like a daily focus to like a weekly focus. I have my Mondays and Tuesdays are usually my meeting the meeting focus days um, mm. or teaching or committee stuff. And then Wednesdays and Thursdays are usually more of my, you know, I take care of like the tasks that are mine to do, the writing that's mine to do, the um, big projects that I'm like juggling yeah. and things like that. And then Friday ends up kind of being a, a split between like projects and writing and meetings and podcast stuff, things like that. So yeah. So I, I've had to kind of take it even outside of the, the the daily level to like the weekly level, and I haven't gotten it up to the monthly level or anything. I don't know that I'm <laughs> going to get there. But 2023 but, is going to be a blue year. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but so like that has been helpful for me because then I also know like, okay, like I can – you know, even though I'm not getting a lot of like these certain things done on this day, it's okay. I don't have to get frustrated with that because I know that that day is coming for me to be able, that yeah. time is allotted for, for me to be able to focus on those things. So that has been helpful. Um, yeah. The other, the other thing that I, that I do that I think kind of ties in with this is I know a, we've talked on this show before a bunch about planners and how helpful that they can be. Mm. And I know that, you know, planners can be a way to just avoid getting tasks done. And sometimes they are really helpful in terms of structuring your time and organizing it. It has been helpful for me once a week to do this and to like have a planner and look at my next couple of weeks so that I can get a sense of like, where is my red time and my blue time? And like, what are the tasks that really need to be done? And that way I am able to better discern too, like, no, I can't take on those extra things right now because I already know my plate is like full, full, full. Um, So that's been helpful. And then then the last thing kind of tied to this too that I think of is one of the things that I do every morning um, is I'll like write down like the three things that like have to be done that day. Mm. So like if everything else falls apart, like at least if I can get like these three things done, that has been really helpful so that, I don't know, just as I'm thinking about how I'm going to be allocating my time, prioritizing it and just discerning what needs to be done. And three doesn't feel overwhelming. So it's like, 
you know, and it doesn't have to be like three big tests. Like I'm not going to write three papers. It's like, make sure I respond to like, send this one email that's been lingering or, you know, make that edit or schedule this thing. Like they don't have to be big things, but yeah, yeah, that's been helpful. Yeah. I love so. that. You know, when you were talking about different things on different days, it yeah. reminded me of something that isn't isn't necessarily like pulling straight from this, but mm-hmm. kind of a similar thing that I remember a friend of the show, Holly Stallcup, uh, mm-hmm. tweeted about a while back, mm-hmm. which is, she, you know, there's a bunch of different email accounts that she's in charge of responding to and uh, assigning a, a day to each one. And I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've done it in theory. I haven't like mapped it out. I keep meaning mm-hmm. to, but so for me, I open my email and there's my personal email that also mm-hmm. like, you know, someone that says, hey, do you want to come on my show? Stuff like that goes mm-hmm. there. Then there's yeah. my like counseling email, which is like client stuff. And then there's the, the CXMH email. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's uh, like, you know, so like, and then obviously there's all the social all media the, inboxes all the social media and inboxes yeah. that I try as, yeah. as hard as possible. If somebody says something there, I try to say, send me an email. But yeah. saying, okay, Monday, I'm going to respond to all the emails in the CXMH account. Tuesday, mm-hmm. I'm going to respond, you know, and obviously it gets a little, you know, so client emails, I, I yeah. respond to pretty quickly. I can't say, okay, I'll just wait a week. Um, yeah. But sometimes something like that could be helpful in terms of, again, knowing that there is a time that you are going to do that. Yes, so it's not that's just, right. that's right. I'll do it at some yep. point. Yeah, I'll yep. get back to that because then you end up, you know, okay, it's been yeah. a month and a half and I haven't responded to people about mm-hmm. scheduling or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it makes sure that it gets done, but it also kind of gives permission in other times to not be worried about like, oh, I do need to do that at some point. You yeah, know? that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think that permission is, yeah, giving that permission is really helpful. And even for me, like writing it, like going back to like the writing it down piece, because then it's not floating in my brain because otherwise I get so bogged down with trying to think and remember all the things that I have to try to like keep on top yeah. of. And so yeah. if I can write it down, then it just relieves that that space in my brain. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. okay, we got one more, right? Yes. So the last one that we have here is creating a helpful context. And a lot of what we've talked about so far uh, mm-hmm. falls in – this one is kind of vague and, and encapsulates some of all of that. But again, it has to do with kind of this idea of letting go of what should work and saying, mm-hmm. okay, what does work for me, right? And so yes, uh, for me, having – if it's like dead silent, there's no chance that I'm going to be able to work. That being said, if there is like a TV going in the background or mm-hmm. if there's, you know, I know uh, some people like listen to a podcast while they're working and typing. Mm-hmm. I will end up typing whatever the podcast is saying. Mm-hmm. Or right, just same. Not, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I have a, a Spotify playlist that I'm constantly adding to that I know I've sent you that is mm-hmm. instrumental things like scores and stuff like that, that mm-hmm are upbeat enough, right? So there's like some energy Mm -hmm. in there, things like that, but that there's no words to, because if I try to listen to, you know, my favorite band that has words or whatever, again, it's Mm going to be super distracting. And so can I have that? So that training that I did last Friday Mm -hmm. for the whole, literally the whole thing, I had obviously, you know, that sound of of Dub Dana doing the training coming out of my computer. Mm -hmm. And then I had a Bluetooth speaker back on the other side of the room that was playing that playlist. Oh, that's awesome. Right below. So it wasn't like they were competing, Competing. right? But it was like, I could kind of hear that, but mostly I could hear her. So it was like, it was helpful for me to have just a little bit of extra kind yes. of energizing, stimulating, right? Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. not distracting. And so mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I also have this pink rubber ball that I always have mm-hmm. somewhere close mm-hmm. by and uh, I can like fidget with it. I know there's lots mm-hmm. of fidget type things that people have nowadays. Um, but mm-hmm. if I need to like 
fidget with this. So when I have meetings with people that I know really well mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. they, they, they know me, they're not, you know, um, but I'll, you know, mm-hmm. mute it if I need to and kind of like roll this around mm-hmm. and mess with it because mm-hmm. that's helpful to me in terms of that actually helps me pay attention a little bit more if I'm also right. kind of like fidgeting with something. You're getting um, the energy like, out. Yeah. Right. Instead yeah. of kind of thinking, okay, well, you, you quote unquote should be able to like just sit here and focus, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I, this just came to mind, but when I was in fifth grade, mm. my math teacher, so I would always, all throughout school, you know, I always got in trouble for like tapping on the desks, uh, mm-hmm. like the ADHD overlapping with like my music background. And so I was mm-hmm. always tapping mm-hmm. on desks and I always got detentions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh, but my my fifth grade gosh. math teacher said, hey, here's a, a little pillow. She had like this little pillow that was this big. And mm-hmm. here, you, every time you come into my class, here you go. You can have this and then you can tap on that, right? And that to me is like this beautiful idea of instead of saying like, yeah. stop doing that or you're getting a detention, right. hey, how do I make this so you're not distracting everyone else but you can kind of do, still right. do this this thing that you tend to do, which tends, so that you can seems focus. like it's helpful to you, right? Yeah. Um, and I always love that. Miss Benton, if you're out there, mm. thank you. That was great. Uh, <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Um, and then uh, the, the last kind of part of that has to do mm-hmm. with – how food and exercise and things like that impact my energy and my focus, right? I mean, this yeah. is something that I've been trying to learn a lot about in the past year, particularly. Yeah. Um, but I know we've we've talked before with we had an episode with Dr. Leslie Korn where she talked about different mm-hmm. types of, of foods that tend to give you energy or focus, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently read a book called "Fuel Your Brain, Not Your Anxiety" that we'll link to. Mm. That was really helpful for me. It talked a lot about uh, how long energy tends to last based on different things that you eat, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then even in terms of exercise, you know, if I mm-hmm. if you go for a walk or if you mm-hmm. stretch or if you know maybe I'll I'll try and do some type of workout if I can at two o'clock or something, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, n- not everyone can do that, and there are days where I can't if I right. have clients all day right, long. Right, right. But yeah. Instead of, okay, it has to be right at the morning, maybe right when I kind of hit that slump and I'm like physically tired, if I, again, pause on yeah. some of the stuff, go do that, then I have a little bit more energy afterwards and maybe that's helpful, right? Yeah. Um, but so just kind of trying to, to pay attention and learn about like, how do these things tend to help me instead of always, you know, I'll grab more caffeine, I'll grab more, you know. Yes. Um, which yes. is super easy to do. I'm not, there's no, I'm not shaming that, but yeah. Um, then I won't, then I'm not going to sleep very well later on and then I'm right. going to be more tired the next day. So um, Yeah. 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 No, that's really good. I mean, all of that I think is is super helpful as you are tossing around the pink ball. <laughs> I know. I'm muted um, so I can talk like <laughs> that. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I think all of that is is super helpful in just trying to think about like the context we create that is most helpful for us that's not white knuckling through what it is that we need to do or trying to fit ourselves into a box that we think we should be in, but trying to figure out a way that it's like, okay, what is it that I need in order to thrive in the work that I'm doing? And, um, you know, obviously like within reason, you know, it's not like I need to go on vacation for a month in order to thrive, like every other month or whatever. But like, just what are those little slight adjustments? So like you mentioned having the Spotify playlist, like that is same with me. Like I have my music. In fact, I, um, some of the writing that I've been working on, like I've got like a, there's like two albums, there's two instrumental albums. And like, I listen through them every single morning, like Mm. in sequence. But, you know, just that, that familiarity is helpful that, you know, the, the, the way it like drops me into like, okay, here's what I'm doing for this time or whatever. Um, but again, make, making it instrumental because 
there is some work I can do where I can use music and it's fine and certain types of writing where actually it's fine for it to be music because it's, I'm not, it's not creative writing. It's more of the, it's the research type writing where it's like, it's going to be pretty prescriptive through. So, but yeah, having music is important. Um, I actually have a candle. It's actually burning right now, but like I always have a candle burning when I'm Mm. especially doing creative type of work because I need like the the smell, like I want I want all of my senses activated. So being able sure, to listen yeah. to something, being able to smell something, being mindful of like the feeling of my desk and the you know the keyboard and such. I've got a drink always with me, whether it's my water, or coffee that I'm drinking in the morning, mm-hmm. and then what else? And then seeing obviously seeing what I'm what it is that I'm doing. Yeah. But but like trying to activate each of those, I think is helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and and even well, not just the thing that I'm working on, but like where I do my my more creative writing, especially in the morning, I, is right in front of my window. So like I watch the sunrise, and I know on social media I share a lot of those sunrise photos. Mm. But like paying yeah. attention to that is helpful. So yeah, yeah. And as far as fidgets, I don't <laughs> I I don't have fidgets around now. I'm like, shoot, I need to go get some fidgets to have for. <laughs> Get, you don't need uh, yeah. to. It's not prescriptive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But I think that was helpful. And then I know you and I have talked about the ways in which food, you know, influences our energy levels and our attention and focus and mood and all of that and how all right. of that plays into this. So, yeah. yeah. So I've, yeah. I've actually had that book on my list. I'm I'm glad you brought it back up because I, I've been meaning to ask you, what was the name of that book again? I want to check that yeah. out. So I'm yeah. glad you brought it up. But yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned yeah. social media there, and I'll, I'll I'll say one thing that I literally didn't think about until just now, but I know we've we've referenced before is removing like kind of unwanted things that can pop in in terms of yes. Uh, so like how much yep. uh, can we'll say like your willpower muscle? Do I constantly need to be using checking uh, or so, whatever? Uh, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, I know a long time ago I turned off all the push notifications on my yep. phone except for text messages and phone calls. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them have crept back in. So I, I actually, this reminds me that like I need to maybe, but mm. if I can, if I'm really trying to, okay, I kind of need to focus here. Mm-hmm. Can I turn my phone upside down or something like that? Yep. Right. To make sure that the vibrate isn't on unless I need it. Or mm-hmm. uh, if there's like a do not disturb feature where you can set exceptions, right. Cause like if mm-hmm. Brooke calls or if Grace daycare calls, right. Like I need right. those to come through, but yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. text messages from people about like, Hey, this show, did you watch it yet? Or like, mm-hmm. I don't need those to come through because then I have to like, I, I go look at it and then I like, I have to try and shift back and say, back okay, I'm not going to look at that right now. Yeah. Right. Which is like yep. hard for me to do. And so if I can right. just make it so that I don't have to do that and I can just really keep going, yes. um, then, you know, and I think that's part of, uh, creating a helpful context as well. Yes. Um, That's things like that. Like, can I, I know I've theoretically before I've talked to you about like, maybe when I'm writing, I need to like, just just like turn my internet off on my computer Mm -hmm. so that I can't be tempted to like, well, let me go find you know, there's a quote Mm -hmm. that I was looking for. Let me go find it and then get distracted. Right. Oh, now I'm looking at these research articles, backing up statistics. Maybe that's not what I need to do right now. So like Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe trying to like, can I just turn my internet off so my email isn't popping in or whatever yeah um, yeah obviously no done that yet no I well I love that you brought all that up because I think that's probably where most of us struggle too and especially when we're when we're working on something that's not easy like you know any of the tasks or the writing where it's like you know you're really having to stay focused and kind of push through that not white knuckle through it but you still have to like 
you've got to stay with it and you've got to stay in that space. And it is so easy for our brains to want to hop out of that space and be like, yeah, but there's a dopamine hit if I open up Instagram or mm. if I check my email or, you know, that's that's hard to stay in that space. So I that is something I've I've done where I I have my email off um, when I'm writing and um, I have like some plugins on my Internet browser, like uh, Block Site, I think, is the one that I'm using right now. Where like I won't – like if I even tried to mindlessly – because sometimes we do it without even thinking about it. We just yeah. automatically go up to the browser and and go to, you know, find Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And, you know, and it will pop up and remind me like, nope, you're not you're not allowed to go mm-hmm. there. So, um, so I have that. I have social media taken off all on my phone and I only have it on my um, iPad. And then so I keep my iPad away out of the room, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I think being really intentional about what those all of those things are that are trying to pull at your attention when your attention is so precious and it's really hard to retain sometimes, especially in light in, in the light of the, what we were talking about with adult ADHD. Like it's just yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's in, like you've got we were talking about like having fidgets and things to, to to keep the energy out and like to be able to use that energy and like that is important. But like having the things that pull at our attention when like we really need them to not be pulling at our attention, you know, discerning yeah. those I think is important. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm really glad you brought up the that stuff. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'll say uh, there's a. A book that I've read in bits and pieces over the last little bit that has been helpful in terms of thinking through some of this stuff for me uh, is a book by Ari Tuckman called More Attention, Less Deficit, Success mm. Strategies for Adults with ADHD. So mm. if you're curious, maybe that's worth checking out for you. But I never want to like, here's 17 books that you should go buy or whatever, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But any other suggestions that you have uh, that, you know, either fit in some of these five or aren't in any of these five or... I think the only other thing that I think of is how relationships are woven into this and how our loved ones have expectations of us and our attention and time too. And as we're, you know, trying to think through this, I think just being mindful of relationships and Hmm. um, having healthy boundaries with our colleagues and with our loved ones and being like being in communication with them and explaining like, you know, I know it may not be ideal that I'm not able to like respond to emails until the afternoon, but like, here's why this is, this is kind of why I do this. And just kind of normalizing that and being in communication with loved ones, um, you know, letting them know you're not, you know, just, just finding that healthy to the best of your ability balance, I think through all of this with loved ones is important. So I don't know. Yeah. What about you? Anything else you'd add now that you've had your your five points published? And yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No, I don't think. I mean, I think that's a, a fantastic addition by you. Obviously, um, mm. the more that we can like rope people in and say like, "Hey, can you kind of be part of this with you?" Right? Like, what's yeah. what's more helpful? Um, I know we've talked before about the edit, like when Brooke and I, if she's like, "Hey, can you come look at this, whatever, with me?" And there's also like the TV playing. I really have to. I have to like uh, she knows now but like at some point I had to be like hey like we really have to like turn this we can't even just mute it like we really got to turn that off if then we're like trying to talk through a budget or whatever right like right um, and she's like okay cool like that's more helpful for her to know that than Mm -hmm. okay you know maybe she'll just mute it or she'll just try and then like I seem kind of distracted and you know it's kind of hard and you know um Mm -hmm. so working 
with people and yourself. And yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 I think it, it's good for us. To, it's good for us so that we feel more confident in doing like, set, you know, setting these things up to support us. But also I think it normalizes for others around us as they identify like, oh, actually, I think I, I could probably benefit from that too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it's good all around, but yeah. Well, I have loved this conversation today. Yeah. I really appreciate this this blog that you have posted. And I do hope that our listeners will check it out for themselves and read it and, you know, share it with others and find things that are helpful for them. So Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to connect with Holly, you can find her at hollyoxhandler.com or on any social media at hollyoxhandler. If you want to connect with me, you can find me at robert-vore.com or on any social media at robertvore. You can find the show at cxmhpodcast.com or on any social media at cxmhpodcast. Holly, any uh, listening thoughts for our listeners? Wait, any closing (laughs) thoughts for our listeners today? Or listening thoughts. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. No, I, you know, I'm just going to keep reiterating, just keep taking good care of you. I know this is a hard time of year and I'm I'm seeing it in my students, my colleagues and loved ones. You know, this is, this is a hard time as we round out one year and navigate this last stretch of the school year. So just keep taking good care of you to the best of your ability. But any closing thoughts for you? I'm going to. I'll fade it out on yours because yours were, yours were great. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMH podcast at gmail.com. 